Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome aboard, friends, to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. New listeners, regular listeners, thanks for tuning back in. Hope we can bring you some encouragement today in this uh, unique, special vocation. What an incredible thing it is that we lose sight of just to be the presence of Christ in the life of a young person on a daily basis. Not perfect, not getting it right in every single interaction, but by grace, by faith, by sacrament, by scripture, we slowly grow into the image of the one that we seek to serve and the one whom we seek to inculcate into the lives of young people. That's a good word, isn't it? To form, to form other Christs in the lives of young people so that the father looks down and sees in his sons and daughters the image of his son. I just jumped straight into the theology there, didn't I? And that's good because today we're going to go deep on the theology with today's quote. And remember, if you're not getting the daily quote, please come across to onecatholicteacher.com and there's uh, tons of sign-up boxes there so we can get you the daily quote. Or you can just email me direct, jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com and we'll get you on the list. So today... I went digging. I spent some time, as I do when I'm looking for good quotes, on the Vatican website, which is like, you know, it's just like the Vatican website, you know, it's like the 1980s called and would like their website back. It's just, wow. It's uh, it's probably easier to, harder to navigate than Roman backstreets. But anyway, today uh, I found a great quote from Pope Benedict XVI and, uh, you know, as some of you would be aware, maybe some of you aren't, you know, Benedict is is really a utterly towering theologian. Sitting on my desk here in the studio, I've actually got a copy of his Jesus of Nazareth, which for me has been a little bit like Stephen Hawking's famous book, A Brief History of Time. I don't know how many of you are familiar with that book uh, from Stephen Hawking, but the joke is that it's the greatest book never read. You know, when it came out, huge numbers of people bought it. And I kind of didn't get into it, and it sort of sat there. So the uh, Pope Benedict books, his book, Jesus of Nazareth, is is different. I'm not putting it in that same kind of unread category, but it's one of those books that I've uh, opened and reopened and reopened multiple times, and it's on my list to get all the way through. But it's, you know, as a theologian, he's just extraordinary. The uh, And isn't that interesting, just how God gives men and women different vocations? Um, you know, he uh, you know he was often criticised for not being you know sort of maybe as warm and fuzzy as people might have liked at key times. But uh, you know, he never wanted to be pope. I mean, I'm not sure how many popes do. He was a professor. He wanted to be left alone to read and study and write. So, isn't it funny what God does in our lives? I mean, first He gives all of us these incredible gifts, and remember that in God's eyes, your gifts are no different to Pope Benedict. So it's not as if God goes, you know, it's not as if the Trinity's up there saying, you know, wow, look at Benedict. I mean, how good is he? Seriously, what a theologian. And he's looking at us going, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're teaching and that's okay. It's not how it works. It's fascinating that in God's economy, all the gifts that he gives us are just as precious as, as each other's, you know, varying gifts. So always remember that, that you're called, you might be called to be a global theologian. I've definitely got listeners who are, who've written fantastic books on Catholic educational theology and practice, but it doesn't matter because today Pope Benedict is not going to be in your classroom. You know, he's, uh, he's in the 
papal apartments there. He's retired. He's very old now. So he's not going to be having influence on your students today, except perhaps through this quote. So you're placed in there today. And so in God's eyes, what you're going to do in your classroom today is as important as any any of you know the, the, what Benedict wrote in his theology. Now, some people find that hard to believe. They go, "No, it's much more important." You know, he was writing to the global church. I'm just deeply convinced God doesn't see it that way. And one way I try and argue that is, I go, oh, "You know, I got three kids, and you know, they all have different talents, right? And it's not as if I look at one of my kids who might be good at X. You know, I give you an example. I take one of my daughters surfing every Saturday." And she's getting really good at it. You know, she's physically been strong and and uh, she really enjoys it. And other, you know, others of my kids, other of my kids, some of my other children are not into it. They just don't have that particular interest or gift. So, but they do other things. So do you think I look at one of them and go, wow, that's the most amazing gift. You're great. I love you 10 times more than your brother or sister because your gift is just much, much more interesting and cool. Of course I don't. You know, if all the parents listening know that if you've ever had a child hand you, you know, a crayon drawing, I mean, did you hand it back and say, really, that's that's it? That's all you have for me is this, I don't know, crayon drawing? I mean, seriously, go back, start again. I want to I want to see the Sistine Chapel ceiling by 5 p.m. We don't do that. And I think that, uh, you know, Scripture tells us, you know, Jesus is talking about, you know, he says, if you if you fathers, wicked as you are, know how to give your children good gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So he's in the business of giving gifts, and he's not really in the business of ranking them. He's just in the business of blessing, and uh, he's really excited about the work that you're doing. Anyway, I digress, huh? Regular listeners know I get a bit excited sometimes. I always come in the studio really early, and my caffeine intake is usually at peak velocity around this time. So let me share this with you. This is from an audience that um, Pope Benedict gave in uh, on the 25th of April in 2009, and he was talking to a large collection of Catholic religious education teachers. So listen to this. I'm going to just flesh this out. He said... The religious dimension of education is, in fact, intrinsic to culture. It contributes to the overall formation of the person and makes it possible to transform knowledge into wisdom of life. Your service, dear friends, fits precisely into this fundamental crossroads. Now, like a lot of Benedict's writing, there's so much depth in here. I'm just going to try and spin through it quickly. First line, the religious dimension of education is, in fact, intrinsic to culture. It's essential to culture. It's embedded in culture. If you remove the religious dimension of education, then education becomes nothing other than a collection of datum and you know facts to be mastered and placed at the service of subduing the world and having power over it. Um, and again, that's why we get this very technocratic, functionalist society that we live, in, we live in that is high on pleasure and utility, but low on metaphysical beauty and mystery and wonder. So he's reminding us here that, that imbuing our teaching and our subjects with a religious dimension of wonder, of awe, of the awareness of God's 
gift, gift to us changes culture. It's central to it. So I guess at the simplest level, imagine a culture with no metaphysical, um, transcendent, contemplative, Catholic dimension. It's a functionalist culture. It's a culture, it's like Marxist scientific materialism. It sees the cosmos as nothing other than a random uh, arrangement of atoms to be used in whatever way maximizes human utility. So we're talking about something different here. He says it contributes to the overall formation of the person and makes it possible to transform knowledge into wisdom of life. So this is he's basically reminding us that Catholic religious education, and by religious education, it can be just as true for mathematics, sciences, that we can imbue that religious aspect, that what we're doing is we're shaping the person and we're helping them take knowledge and facts and transforming those knowledge and facts into a wisdom of life. So a way of seeing reality, a way of seeing people, a way of seeing the physical cosmos. So that, you know, that we, that's, that imagine, you know, Catholic scientists who have wisdom, Catholic men and women in, in medicine and law and politics who see the, the world, the knowledge that they've gained is formed them into a particular vision of life. So he's reminding us in the end here, he says, Dear friends, this fits precisely into this fundamental crossroads. So he's reminding us of this interplay between uh, education and data and a religious element that then shapes culture. So don't you think that's a significant thing to do with your life? I think that's an extraordinary thing to do with your life. So as you go back into the classroom uh, today, tomorrow morning, whenever you're hearing this, the smallest level of spiritual religious instruction and filtering as you teach you know if you're teaching science it's like isn't it, you know just simply teaching younger children isn't it amazing that god structured the universe this way isn't it incredible that he's done this and giving them this constant filter you know those of you teaching literature or music you know my my son is uh, really enjoying his his music at school and really you know likes his music teacher and he's learning a love for music through that. And, uh, you know, we're doing stuff at home to reinforce that and teaching him about beauty and harmony in music. So there's all these opportunities for you out there. I'm going to wrap up now because I'm getting a bit excited and I want to get you out there and get you back into it. So, listen, thank you so much for what you're doing. I say it every day, but be encouraged. Be inspired to uh, to go out there. Go deeper into prayer. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide this phenomenal work that you're doing. And uh, housekeeping, look, just make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. I'd love it if you could share this with some people. And, uh, yeah, please make sure if you want to subscribe to The Daily, just email me, jonathan at jonathandoyle.co. All right, you. All right. Uh, God bless your friends. Uh, it's a joy to do this. Get out there. Allow the Holy Spirit to just use your power, please. I'm sure the Holy Spirit already is. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. And I'll have another message for you tomorrow.